0: Three, two. Were you gonna intro this thing, or are we just gonna sit here? <laughs>
1: Hi, welcome back to Not This Other Gentleman. I am Ricky.
0: I'm John. Dude, I was just going to say, it feels like forever since we've recorded. It's just been a long time in well, my mind.
1: It was just a week ago, right before Comic Conway and right before Guardians of the Galaxy trailer drop. But before that, we do want to mention that this episode is going to be the penultimate episode before our Christmas episode next week. So, right.
0: Ne- maybe next week, you know, we talk about uh, favorite Christmas movies throw in a few non-traditional christmas movies um i've already been told that i cannot speak of a certain non-traditional christmas movie no 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 i
1: know that's not what i was saying we're just going to we're going to get it out of the way first die hard is of course a christmas movie yes (laughs)
0: <laughs> that okay, is that is just a given. Leave it at that, and then we'll see if we get any responses from this episode as to whether people agree with us or disagree. And we'll let that determine the amount of time we talk about Die Hard next week. But, so, well, which which trailer do plan. we want
1: to hit? Because, of course, right before Comic-Con uh, is when the Guardians of the Galaxy dropped. We have Spider-Man. We have War of the Planet of the Apes. And... I added it because it's kind of superhero cars. Fast 8 trailer dropped.
0: Right. The Fate of the Furious. Let's just start with the Fate of the Furious because it's something that we don't normally talk about. You are always talking about popcorn fun movies.
1: Well, you, I know where you're this, going with this, but this but that is... first movie, that first movie is a really really good movie. I remember leaving that movie theater wanting to drive about 300 miles an hour. That movie got you going.
0: Yeah, it, I agree.
1: And I mean... now the direction it's went since then, of course, you know they they didn't know what to do with two. They brought Vin Diesel back in three. And then after that, it started slowly. They started slowly figuring out what what they were doing, and r- right now it's it's full blown superhero movies. But the superheroes are the cars, because <laughs> they can fly between buildings, they can chase 900 miles down a runway. It's it's just leave your brain at the door. I, I need adrenaline kind of movies. And uh, don't get me wrong, the last one I saw was. Uh, the first one with The Rock. Uh, five? Is it Five? Fast Five? Right, uh, the
0: Fast Five. And, and you haven't
1: seen Six or Seven? No, I have not. And I, re- I really enjoyed that movie, uh, but I haven't got time for you know fun popcorn stuff, so I haven't paid much attention to it lately.
0: You need to see Fast Seven, man. Uh, very good movie. And, and honestly, I don't expect Fast Eight to be bad. I think it'll be fun. And uh, I, I enjoyed the trailer. I can't wait to see it. Now, let's move on to War for the Planet of the Apes. Let me say this. I am a huge fan of the Planet of the Apes movies, the old stuff from the 70s. I love them. I used to watch them with my dad. And one of these days, I'll watch those with my son, the old ones. I am not a fan of the Mark Wahlberg one. I'm sorry if I it know was some okay.
1: People like it. it was okay. It was okay.
0: Okay, it was okay. Yeah, but but the, that's the whole Duke...
1: point. It didn't. It didn't live up to that. Kids sing Planet of the Apes. The Charlton Heston. The you know, uh, damn you, you you bastards, you've done it. <laughs> you, you know, you
0: almost said use guys because you, was guys. you were thinking. You were thinking about *Jane and Silent Bob*, and you almost said "use guys." I know you did.
1: But yeah, those those are old movies, and I'm right with you, man. Uh, those old movies were bread and butter of your childhood. Like, oh, oh my god, that. it just got your brain going. I, and I never could get the the titles right. I know the first one is *Planet of the Apes*, but I can't tell you which one. My favorite of the old ones is actually the one where Cornelius. And uh, what's her face? brings Caesar back in time, and that's how it right. starts. Is
0: that, is that beneath the Planet of the
1: End? No, no, no. Beneath is the one with the uh, nuclear missile. I think it's okay. Uh, yes, you're right. Uh, I don't know. Revenge? No, the Revenge. That's a Star <laughs> Wars movie. Anyway,
0: okay. To the to this actual trailer and movie that we're discussing, I, I love this new series.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and this
0: looks awesome.
1: Yeah, I, I was talking with somebody today, and they were like, "I just never liked those movies." I mean, I can't. And and if you can't, ha- if you don't have a good suspension of disbelief, you're you're looking at talking apes, which can be kind of funny if you if you think about it. Talking monkeys are up there on the screen, but I thought those that first movie was done so well. I mean, Andy Serkis is not given enough credit in Hollywood for the things he can pull off. In mocap, he completely sells that first movie, and the second movie—it's not just him; it's Koba and uh, um, oh man, the the orangutan. That yeah. those movies really work on an acting level with those apes, and you yeah. know, you you can forget—you can forget that those are just CGI with people, you know, walking around in blue suits. It is really. Really enthralling to see what they're doing in these movies. I'm excited as hell to see this one.
0: Yes, uh, I'm thinking this may be a, uh, you know, maybe an opening day. Like, maybe it's not up there on a level of Spider-Man and Guardians, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But it's up there, man. Like, this is going to be a really good movie. And I have high expectations for this Planet of the Apes movie.
1: Well, I, t- I tell you, let let's talk about this trailer for just a minute, because of course it play. Woody Harrelson is playing some sort of yep. military leader who's assaulting um, the home of the apes in, in the trailer, right. but there is a scene that I had to watch it two or three times. There's a scene where there's a, a gunship coming in and strafing a, 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 a emplacement. And but there's there's like a a uh, gorilla and humans both shooting at this gunship. So I was like, what? What? Wait, what's that about?
0: I believe there'll be some humans on the ape side.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: But I wanted to talk about <sighs> Go man, for it, man, Man. No, I'm going to give this. You're you're the Spider Man guy. Do you want to hit Spider Man last or yes, next?
0: Yes, let's just do it, dude. Okay, I am. I am so. Excited. I have watched this trailer so many times. So many times. I have watched Spider Man Homecoming. I love the fact that it starts off with, you know, the super seriousness of, you know, him doing the back gainer off that tower over the helicopter. And then, bam, we're right into what I feel the music reminds me of Napoleon Dynamite the awkward high school they're staring at the hot girl and then the the person sitting at them and goes too late y'all are losers is is that amadeus cho
1: oh i don't know (laughs) i
0: just wonder if i'm I'm wondering if we get to see amadeus cho because i would love to see that the the interaction between him and tony he's like i'm not hugging yet i'm just getting the door here just get on out kid you know he's like good luck out there it is just incredible you're you're sitting there you're all enthralled in this trailer i mean this is me i know i'm making this trailer out but this is how i watched it and then all of a sudden bam here comes vulture and this is not a vulture to be played with this is not how i pictured the vulture in this movie, even, the way I, I thought he would be, I am totally impressed and taken back with the way this Vulture looks.
1: Yeah, the the Vulture um, prelim artwork came out, and a lot of people were not impressed, and neither was I. I, I felt kind of iffy about it, but, of course, the, the classic Vulture costume is a complete ridiculous nightmare to put on screen, so, I mean, knew that was out, but seeing it in motion... Where he turns and and is looking at him through the helmet man that that's really good. I really got excited about that suit after I saw it in motion
0: absolutely it looks amazing
1: now did you catch there there are two trailers out there there's the American that came out first and then they correct. did put out a the international international yes. and you did get to see uh the shocker correct uh maybe in an early stage because there have been set photos of where he's in his classic uh costume. But there was also a weapon that uh, one of the guys using that has a hand on it. And speculation popped up real quick that that is one of the old Iron Man suits that Tony blew up. Like somebody collected one of the repulsor hands from one of them.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That's a, I, I didn't read that idea. I seen it and just didn't think that much into it. That's a really uh, intriguing idea. I like that.
1: Robert Downey Jr. is all over this business. And I tell you, I I didn't even think about this being a Sony movie. It it looks 100% Marvel.
0: And the fact that the final scene, we get to see Spidey and Iron Man flying side by side. Oh, my goodness.
1: They should have just called it Marvel Team-Up.
0: Marvel Team-Up Spider-Man and Iron Man. Oh, It's a very good trailer. I'm very, super excited for this movie. Yeah, now speaking...
1: Speaking of team-ups, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, man. Whew. man, so good. Oh, For as goofy as goofy a property as Chris Pratt and, and Groot and Rocket and Drax, this proposition of this movie working once again all over the screen, all over. I, I just love it. I absolutely I, love it. Baby I, I Groot is Dave. crazy.
0: I love Baby Groot, of course. But let me just say, with all the ooing and aahing of Baby Groot, Dave Batista, you are so the man with Drax. You, you are just... I laugh every time. Ha 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 ha. Oh, Drax's laugh is just amazing. Do I, me
1: next. Do me, do me.
0: He's so excited, like... Ugh. Drax is gonna be incredible. I cannot wait.
1: Now of course, and, uh, we didn't see a lot of secrets in, in the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. We did see Mantis, who uh who Drax was talking about, of course, in that last bit. Um right. did we see any other new characters besides like some of the Reavers?
0: Oh like we I'm didn't trying to see
1: think. we didn't see any of uh ego Chris Pratt's Living Planet. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. No no dad no dad yet. It looked, I'm excited for that. Like, this has been an incredible week for trailers. And I enjoy a good trailer, and I'm glad
1: we got so many. Before we get into our um, news stories, I wanted to ask you a question. Has there ever been a video game that you just completely nerded out on? You've got every, you had to get every secret. You got every item 100% complete just had to knock it out just you ground that out till it's you may still you may have 100 200 300 hours on this game do you have a game like that
0: i i know of two right off the top of my head that i know instantly that i did every single thing on and that it, it includes two different systems on my ps2 i completed every single thing for grand theft auto 3 Wow. It it took many, many hours, and more recently, uh, I actually mentioned it in the podcast, I got my Platinum Achievement, which is every single thing done on Bloodborne on the PS4. And that one took me, I believe by the time I was done, my Bloodborne character, close to 263 hours, I believe, is what I have on my Bloodborne character. yeah.
1: Well, mine, yeah. mine isn't that recent, of course. Um, mine's back in the day. My, you know, there are games like that have come since then, like Final Fantasy ten. You know, I got every ultimate weapon besides, like Waka. I didn't do any of the blitzball crap. I was horrible at that, so I didn't do any of that. So that right. one doesn't count. Um, you know, there was Tony Hawk. That we just all just played that out of all the time, just played yeah. played our hearts out of that game.
0: I'm pretty sure we all pretty much everything everything we could on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and, and probably two, two as yeah. well. Yeah.
1: But uh, my game is of course Castlevania Symphony of the Night. I have every <clears throat> every item every achievement. <laughs> every spell, every 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 familiar like leveled up to 90, level 99. Uh I've got every room, I like I've got 208% now. There's there's some glitches that you could take advantage of in that game to to get a higher percentage. But I did the classic ones. I didn't do the the new stuff. They're like four or five years ago, somebody came up with a new way to do it and get a whole bunch of more percentage. Um, There are a couple of things on that game that I I was really proud of. One was opening the, um, there's an unfinished level in the PlayStation version of that game. At the very first, there's a hatch that you can't open, which you can, through a trick, you can get it to open, and there's another save room that's not complete and that kind of thing. Nice. Nice. And uh, the other was uh, just uh, get, getting your character leveled high enough to where it's it's just you can just run through the game and do just anything you want, and, and it's really fun. I just love that game. So I mean, that's nice. that's that's mine. There have there have been others that have been close. I mean, like the early games where there wasn't a lot of features, like Metroid or mario of course you right could, you could do those pretty easy and now
0: now that i've had a second i would say i'm probably fairly close on final fantasy 9 oh yeah uh, i was you, you i don't know if you remember I, I went through a phase where i actually carried that around with my memory card to different people's houses and if we were sitting around i'd be like all right y'all y'all just keep talking i'm gonna pop in final fantasy 9 here and just play for a minute
1: now nine was the one where they were back to uh, the small. It has the wizard and because uh, eight or seven yes. seven was yes. cloud. Eight was a squall, and then nine was where they were back to super deformed, has the little orco looking guy. Correct. And, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. Named Orko. <laughs> I named mine
0: orco. I named mine orco. Yes.
1: The black mage. Yeah.
0: Yes. I named him orco.
1: Spider Man sequel. Right. Uh. All right, already not even out yet, and they've already put twenty nineteen. I'm, That's awesome. I'm excited about that, and we've got some other things that are going to hit do, 2019. Do,
0: you think, do do the Spider-Man sequels fall into Phase Four of the MCU?
1: Oh yeah, that first one definitely will be. Yeah.
0: Okay. So even though they're produced by Sony, they're still fall under MCU, correct?
1: Yeah they're they're going to be part of the MCU. That, That's
0: awesome. Oh, speaking of which, and this is just random off the topic, and I know we're in the news section, but speaking of news, I finally seen Doctor Strange. Nice. And it was incredible. It was incredible. So
1: did you see it in 3D or 2D?
0: Uh, just 2D.
1: Okay, well, I, I didn't have that experience, so you're bringing something new to the table. How did those effects play out in 2D? Oh, they,
0: they were incredible, man. Um, I... I we just had a had a random day where we had a babysitter and had a couple hours and it was like, go, 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 take advantage of this. And we just went to a the small theater over by my house and was able to snag it around, you know, five, four or five in the evening and made it back before dinner. And we were, my wife and I loved it. Like she loved it. I loved it. It was just a great movie. I was blown away by every single body in that movie. Mad Mickelson was just really cool. Like I I seen what when when you were explaining it and you said, you know, the bad guy explains his situation. I totally get it. You're like, "Oh, well, I understand why he's doing what he's doing." And I I was a little taken back by some of the in the movie like i I don't know how spoilery we want to get now that it's been out you know a month or so but there was an unexpected death in there that i did not expect at all
1: uh what did it start with oh okay okay yeah 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 well i you not being uh more of a historian that way i can see that yeah i I knew that was going to happen but Okay, um, but it it happened in a really good way. I really liked where they took that. Um, I enjoyed it. Now, what did you think about the the reverse death? Because uh, I thought that was very cool. Uh, Incredible.
0: Yeah, just the, awesome. The
1: end. Now, did you did you understand what I was saying about the ending? How it happens. uh the way they do the ending is of uh, it, it happens the way it should, but everything is yes. moving in the opposite way and it's just breathtaking how they did that
0: Uh, i loved it now um let me just ask you and this isn't spoilery or anything when ancient one knocks him and he starts flying through the different universes did you notice he passes through what i believe to be the the universe where we see thanos all the time
1: it could have been in there. Everything was flashing pretty quick. I, I know that I saw the uh, uh, the microverse, the c- the same kind of stuff going on in uh, Ant Man. Correct. It was very similar and harkened back to that movie. So I yes. do think that was related, and it is completely possible that they had you know uh, Thanos's realm uh, uh, through there. I believe so. I loved the post credits. Absolutely awesome. The gloves look kind of uh, goofy to me, but I, I, it just caught me off guard a second. So, Oh,
0: and, and let me just say, the, the Cloak of Levitation is just amazing.
1: Yeah, that was really
0: good. The thing is just, it was just awesome. And, and I'm sorry to interrupt news with something that's probably been out for a month or so, but I was just excited that I was finally able to see it and just wanted to let everybody know that. I, I totally enjoyed it. And finally I'm in the know, and it was a great movie. Yeah, I will now, be going back
1: to see it whenever it hits the Melba along with uh,
0: Oh, I may try to run there and see it with you. That would be awesome to do that. Um moving back into I'm on here about Deadpool 2.
1: Yeah, I read the article about and of course it's more of the Tim Miller um, Ryan Reynolds thing. Uh they wanted to keep the movie at the same size, you know. They, they it did really well. So, you know, the natural thing like any other movie is they're going to pump more money into it, make it bigger, you know, and and change it a lot. And Ryan Reynolds was stating that he wanted to keep it a small movie, concentrated on character, right. concentrate on comedy.
0: Well, sometimes bigger is not always better.
1: Right. Yeah, and that that was that's what they were that's what they were saying, and that caused a little bit of the conflict that uh, that led to the split as well. Um and then I also on that same site read that Shane is going to be our bad guy in Tomb Raider, uh, Walter Goggins himself. Now, are you? Now I'm a big fan of him. Like um, the reason I say Shane is because he played the character Shane in the TV show The Shield. Now, did you okay. did you ever watch The Shield? No. Ah, oh, that's such a good show. Um, if you don't know. It's it's about a bad cop. He has he runs a team, and they're all on the take. And Shane uh, Walter Goggins is one of them, and, and he plays a great character. Like he was in the uh, G.I. Joe Retaliation movie as the warden. He was uh, okay. He was in if you like Justified. He's in Justified.
0: Okay, okay, I got you. Uh, I like Justified. That's a great show.
1: Yeah, and I cannot remember his character's name out of that. Uh, but he's just a character right. actor yeah he's a really great character, yeah, actor. character actor and right. uh to see him in another movie i'm ready uh, that, that's that's yeah, a plus and,
0: and you know i am hoping this tomb raider is better than previous tomb raider movies
1: i just hope um, daniel craig doesn't show back up trying to do an american accent that's my
0: oh my goodness yeah yeah that is that is horrible uh yeah i i just uh the 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 older tomb raider movies did not live up to expectations i believe that i liked them due to when they came out i really enjoyed the uh the look of laura croft she <laughs> was uh quite the uh quite the reason to go see the movie
1: yeah angelina jolie did kind of fill out that role well um so, no. I mean, I, I've never seen the second one. Actually, I saw the first one, and it was it was serviceable. It was fine. I'd watch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I from time to time on Netflix, I skim past the second one. And like, I really need to watch that to see what it was like. No, but yeah, maybe I need. Well, I, I do need to watch it, so it goes on one of the lists anyway. Yeah. And but I did want to bring up, I saw an interesting piece of Rogue One. Now, of course, I've been trying to avoid Rogue One trailers. Uh, we're we're four <laughs> days from the movie, so mm-hmm. uh, uh, I just I just want to watch it. But one came out, and a very familiar ship was in this trailer. And now I'm not sure if it's supposed to be in there or, you know, Marvel let it or Disney let it slip. Or maybe it's the same kind of ship, but the Ghost, I believe, is the name of it from Rebels, showed up in a Rogue One trailer. Okay, I I did not notice that. Mm-hmm. So st- they may be there may be a pretty solid uh, connection between uh, Rebels and Rogue One, which it makes complete sense. I mean, they're doing really. Awesome. If you haven't been watching Rebels, which I I haven't watched Rebels. But I've been keeping right. up with it because I just do not have the time. I want to watch the rest of Clone Wars. I want to watch Rebels. They're doing so much uh, that I like in those shows, but I just do not have the time for right now. And oh. I will get back to them. But uh, you know, I'm definitely watching Rogue One, and I'm excited that they're they're going to uh, link them in in that kind of fashion. Especially since uh, you know Thawne is in Rebels, so why yeah. not?
0: Yes, exactly, and, and you know you you're talking about not being able to catch up on stuff. Let, let me just say, while while the opportunity has arose, I uh, by the way, you I've wanted to watch Ultimate Spider-Man animated series. You know, uh, more of it and. You you were wrong. It's not on Netflix or on Hulu right now. It has been removed from both. I don't know why. But anyway. Well, I, I have... didn't
1: I didn't say it was on right now. I said that me and my son did watch it on oh, Netflix.
0: Well well, you're lucky. And I was watching it through another streaming service, and I had got to season three with the Spider-Verse, and that is four episodes. Those four episodes are some of the best animated storytelling I have seen in years I was excited I I had smile on my face I loved watching the interaction between uh, 616 Peter Parker and spider-man and all the others it was just so much fun I have watched that third episode with miles Morales uh, I've watched it three times because I watched it originally and And then I showed a friend at work. I was like, dude, you, you have to watch this episode with me. And then when I got home, I put it up on the TV and made my wife watch it with me because I freaking loved it. And now, um, I do not own those comics. I have another thing to start hunting for. I will hunt down those comics and own those now. And, I know I'm probably years behind on Ultimate Spider-Man, but wow, I am really enjoying that.
1: Yes, and and the comics that they pull from, like we discussed earlier, have got some really great moments in them, like we were talking about the Japanese Spider-Man show. They actually pulled that character in, and he has his his giant mech with him and and fights. Uh, It's a really good scene, and of course, now we're uh, Peter Parker from Six One Six goes to the Ultimate Universe and meets Miles, Miles Morales, Morales and and everybody because oh. Peter Peter has died in that universe and so there's another Peter Parker walking around, meeting Aunt May and meeting like Gwen uh, Gwen Stacy and it's it's a really good story and um, I I didn't pick those comics up but I did thumb through them uh, when they were on the stands and I really should have.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. You should have because then you could let me borrow
1: them. <laughs> and also, it looks like ah, DC Warner Brothers what are you doing? Uh the sequel to Justice League, they're moving it back for Batman. I think this is a smart move. Have they not already got this stuff planned out well enough that they can go, "Oh, well, I think it's fine. We got a good schedule." Oh no, wait. Let's move this Whoa. one back. Let's play shell game. Here's
0: the thing. If they want to be gun-shy, I would rather them be uh, go for the safety. Rather than screw it, push ahead, let's just get it out there. You know?
1: Well, there is something to be said for that. I mean, definitely. Uh, we've had our problems with Batman v Superman. The suicide Squad was a little better. You know, everything is looking up for the DC Universe, and I'm glad for that.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, let me just... <laughs> And just to say that you know the the Wonder Woman trailer before Doctor Strange looked amazing. Thought it looked incredible on the big screen.
1: I don't think people give her enough credit from that Batman versus Superman movie when she shows up and she's regal. She's she's, she's right. She she's is the best right. part about that yeah. movie. Yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely.
1: Now um, I did. I never was a huge Assassin's Creed fan. I have the first game. I haven't finished it. This movie, Michael Fassbender, looks kind of exciting. Should I be this excited for Assassin's Creed?
0: I am excited for it, but at the same time, I'm cautiously optimistic just due to the fact of I want to see how they end it. Now, the storyline itself
1: should be fairly simple now this is an Ezio, correct this is not okay
0: this is not this is going to be i believe this will be an independent story f- away from the video game still you know it'll be the same as the video game but not uh it'll be an original character uh, it, that's what i'm trying to okay. say I, I i did not look up his name i'm sorry i don't have that in front of me and uh I don't dare do anything on the internet while we're recording. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
0: but, uh... but I'm excited for it. It, it should be incredible. And I, I was talking to Michelle. I was like, hey, do, do we want to go see this? And she's like, yeah, yeah, sure. So hopefully uh, during the Christmas holiday, I will find time for Assassin's Creed.
1: Nice. Um, also, Christmas holiday, we're going to get a... Doctor Who episode this year. Oh, my God. Of course. Yeah, one. Yeah. We're going to get one. It's the Christmas special, of, of course, um, which is a tradition in my house these days. Um, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Doctor Who. Uh, since it's come back, uh, we've talked about it before. Uh, my favorite Doctor is, of course, David Tennant. Yours is, of course, Matt Smith. Peter Capaldi, I like him. I really like him. I'm, I'm kind of done with Moffat storylines, but I, I like Capaldi.
0: You know, I quit watching because of Capaldi. I, uh, I've i made it four episodes into Capaldi, and I quit. And I haven't watched one since. Really? Now, yes. Now, my wife has went ahead and finished, uh, what would that be, season nine? Yes, she watched it, and she said, you need to give it a try. You need to find time to watch that. I will. I will. I'll get to it. I, I'm sorry. I got tired of... Clara. Cap- Clara.
1: Clara. 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 Clara.
0: And I got tired of Capaldi being, like, a grumpy dick, man. He he just... Look, I like Matt
1: Smith for a reason. He's not a grumpy dick. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, David Tennant was a grumpy dick. So, I mean, I guess that maybe that don't may be problem the problem here. I don't. I don't have a
0: problem with Tennant. I, I enjoyed Tennant as well. But what made Tennant the reason I like Matt Smith better is because he he is like, his positive outlook on things. I love it when he gets angry. He knows what he can change. Like when he is um, the the box. Why, why can't I think of it? When he's stuck in the box, you know, and everybody is gathering around him and they're about to destroy him. He just – he he's still excited. He's so happy. And I just never got that excitement or that feeling from Capaldi at all. And – I, maybe I need to go back and give it a try, but I haven't had the time right now. And as much as I love Doctor Who, I mean, I I put Eccleston way above Capaldi right now.
1: Oh yeah, well I mean, I, like he's not number two for me, but you know, I it's it's more Tennant, Eccleston. Uh... Are
0: you going to say Matt Smith is third? Are you gonna put him fourth?
1: You better no, finish no, this no no, 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 carefully. no, no. Matt Smith will be third. Capaldi is fourth, but that's not that's 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 an ascending of the best. It's not uh, the most horrible doctor I ever seen. No, that's we have to go back in that 87 range for that.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, but, I agree. I agree totally with that stuff. I'm just talking about since the uh, two thousand five continuation. Yeah. Yes,
1: but. Um, I, I'm excited to see the Christmas episode, and I really want to see the different direction they take in the next season if um, if Moffat is not doing the story. And I, I haven't been following on who who's doing what there any, anymore because, of course, we haven't got any Doctor Who this year. There's not really been anything to talk about, so Ugh, I just want some more Doctor Who. All
0: right, dude. Now, we've already done a packed episode, and we're about to pack even more in there because... We need to talk about what all we walked out of the con with last week at the con the Comic-Conway 2016.
1: I I really got a bunch of Transformers comics that I've I've already owned. I replaced a bunch of stuff that I damaged as a child and uh, I got I got some I got some good stuff and plus I did want to say I used mycomicshop.com for the first time and got even more at a great price. Uh, like a dollar an issue, which uh, which when they came in, which uh, they were rating them like an eight or a seven or something like that, and I looked at them and they were some of the best comics I've picked up. So they it, it was it was good good. <laughs> I did yeah, good.
0: I I enjoy getting from there.
1: And I did right. I did have a couple of uh, other things, but I'm going to talk about those next week. So Sean, why don't you tell the nice people what you walked away with?
0: Okay, well, first off, let me just say I walked out with more books than I I care to name right now in, in our podcast section. So before the podcast, I grabbed the entire stack. I believe after all was said and done, I walked out with forty-two books. Man, forty-two books is what I walked out with, and uh, I'm just gonna name a few of the highlights that I enjoyed out of. Um, I was able to pick up. A Todd McFarlane, Incredible Hulk, 344, Uh, Fantastic Four, 286, that is uh, the return of Jean Grey, Uh, a couple of Marvel team-ups, 73 and 122, in which he teams up with Daredevil and The Man Thing, Uh, Marvel Comics Presents Wolverine, number one, and dude... You you helped me. You were there. You gave me advice. I walked out with my first ever CGC-graded books. And I was able to pick up an 8.0 Amazing Spider-Man 298. That is the uh, first Todd McFarlane Spider-Man artwork. Uh, First appearance of Eddie Brock cameo. And I... I've been wanting this book forever, but the fact that I got it, for when all was said and done, I got it for $25, basically.
1: And that is graded and slabbed?
0: Graded, slabbed, 8.0, CGC. Not CBCS or PGX or any of them. It is CGC graded. And then I also picked up a CGC graded uh, 7.5. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 151, John Ramita Sr. cover with it, it's just really iconic. It's where he's in the sewer and the water's just beating him down. Oh, it, it's just incredible. I was so excited to pick these up, and like I said, when when all was said and done, I got both the books for fifty. He did a two for fifty for me. And so twenty five each, man. Well what was uh,
1: the what was and, the third one? Because there was a there was a third the, in that deal, wasn't there?
0: There was a third book in that deal. Thank you for reminding me. That was Amazing Spider-Man 69.
1: Right! The and Kingpin.
0: Yes, the Kingpin cover in which uh the Kingpin has Spider Man by the arm and he's putting his cigarette out on him. Yes, man. And that is I'm coming up with a list of comics that I honestly believe that I need to get graded. Like, now that I own them, I've looked into it. I think I want to get, like, four or five that I'm saying, these are books that I've read, I've looked through, and I want somebody to grade them so that they don't degrade in value. And uh, I believe that Spider-Man will make the list. Oh, And one more that I picked up the next day uh, after the con. No, it would have been that Monday after the con. um, I was off that day for my birthday and went back to collector's paradise and was able to pick up the micro series Raphael Teenage Ninja Turtles issue first appearance of Casey Jones incredible um i'm guessing probably it it's an 8.0 8.5 condition and the gentleman that we had bought the cgc books from at the comic-con had the same book i asked him to look at it and he wanted 125 for it and he was like no he he wanted 225 for one of them and he goes well i have one in a little worse condition that i'll sell for 125 I went back and got, like I said, this is at least an 8.0 or better at Collectors Paradise, for forty dollars. Nice, dude. I so I consider all of last weekend a huge win. It it was seriously some of the most epic comic buying I've done since I've started back in the game collecting comics again. I was just so excited. We had such a good time. It was just good stuff, man. And uh, if you want to jump into our Lost in Time segment, dude.
1: Well, I thought about it. And, you know, I, I wanted to talk about things that I actually had. Um That I, I had nostalgia for. Now, I have talked about things I didn't have, but I always wanted to have. This is something I right. did have. Right. And this was a classified as toy at the time whereas nowadays you classify as computer um i had
0: let me just say but before you get started that's funny that there's a reason why me and you are good friends because when i started making my list today i was like i want to make stuff that i know i had stuff that i really enjoyed and that's just funny that you went to the same place i did uh sorry to interrupt please continue
1: no, I wanted to talk about the Atari 2600 now in before Nintendo oh. there was a there was a wild wild west of video game consoles there was Intellivision there was the ColecoVision there was Atari there was a bunch of stuff but the most common thing that people around here had was an Atari Atari 2600 Atari 5200 and Man, I played the hell out of that one stick controller and the one button. That's where it all began for me. Was that black Absolutely. controller with the red button. Mm-hmm. And first game Combat, second game Pac-Man, you know, and and all the classics you know today started there. Uh
0: Donkey Kong Missile Command
1: Missile Command, uh Space Invaders, Asteroids, Mario
0: Brothers.
1: Now Mario of course started in uh Donkey Kong is Jump Man. Just played the heck out of those things. My mom even played Pac-Man. Dad dad never touched the stuff. He he was uh, you know, on the straight and narrow, but I I had to have my That's had right. to have my crack. Um, but man, the there was something about that first time. And this this was the first time. This was the uh, speaking of drugs. Uh the Atari 2600 coming into my house was the first First time something changed. I mean, this was a game, literal game changer. It was something you didn't just watch on your TV, you made happen on the TV. You plugged it in, you had your dad hook up the electronics, or uh, me, I had to figure it out. Dad was just like, you do it. (laughs) So from from that point on... It was me. You, you hook up
0: the coaxial and you go to channel three or four. Correct. That's
1: absolutely correct. Yeah, the RF, yeah. the RF selector switch, and yep. and it was on the console. Like it was, it was a, it was a toggle switch. You either switch to three or four. You had your power on or off. Uh, you had a reset that was springy, and that that was it. Like mm-hmm. you plug the game in and you're going. Um, but man, that that was a a game changer. And I loved that Atari, loved it till the moment I got an NES. You know, and I was the kid that was behind about about a year to six months on everything. Everybody else would get a uh, something new for Christmas, and then I'd get it the next Christmas or birthday or whatever. Um, Hey, that was me. I was
0: right there with you, man. I'm right there with you.
1: Like my uh, uh, and and we've probably talked about this before, but my video game uh, path was. Atari 2600, Nintendo, missed the Super Nintendo, went to the Genesis, went from Genesis to... If anybody
0: wants to know what our gaming history is, PlayStation. Episode 14. Episode 14 of this podcast is, uh, I believe it's called Now You're Playing With Power. Go check it out. It's one of our most listened to episodes.
1: Yeah, that, sound, uh, that it sounds maybe, right.
0: other Other than episode one, uh, I believe it is our most listened to episode, episode fourteen. If you if you're listening to this now and you hadn't checked that out, go check it out. We we really uh, I believe that was the episode where we hit our stride and uh, really started put things together. But it now, was a great episode.
1: What uh, what have you got on this front?
0: Okay, I, I kind of went video game as well. Um, do you remember the old Tiger Watch video games?
1: Of course I do. I never got one. Everybody else had one.
0: You didn't get one? Oh my goodness, dude. I love them. Um we had several. I believe uh I we I was lucky enough to have several family members, aunts, uncles, stuff that would spoil us. And lucky for us, they they would coordinate as to who was getting what and different all that. And my brother and I would make out like bandits. And I wanna say you know, over the few years we had five or six of these. I remember we had a Ninja Turtles, and we had a racing one, there was a Mario one, a Zelda one. Oh my goodness, I'm trying to think of the others. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it, it it's just what would it be considered four bit? Was it a four bit watch?
1: Oh I All it don't was a black that. Yeah,
0: yeah. It it, it's literally a black and white screen using um, LCD, LCD liquid crystal diodes, and the buttons were, you know, usually two to three buttons, and basically your character could jump or attack, and that's it. Or a car could move left or right, and that is it. A car could dodge something and a character on your watch could jump something or attack it. Those are usually very limited movements, but I remember getting it taken away from me in school because I was playing that rather than paying attention in school. You know, uh, that thing was fun, man. I loved the Tiger watches. So awesome. And uh, Yeah, my my thing wasn't
1: the... uh wasn't the watches it was the tabletop version of the video games you know the little like the blue little controller um oh it was that same lcd screen but it was a bigger tabletop you know like donkey kong yes yes
0: yes. i mm. love those as well man so much fun there's
1: a big thing of people taking those now getting the old ones pulling the guts out and putting a uh a mame cabinet in it with a with a Raspberry Pi. Oh, those things look so sweet,
0: dude! I bet you there's some on eBay. I'm gonna start hunting up on those. I wanna see if I can find me a cool one. Um, let's see. For our cartoon this week, I did not pick a cartoon because, like you had stated, I wanted something that you know was me that was really personal to me. Now. I consider myself a nerd. My uh, my, you know, Twitter says official nerd. But you've known me many years. I'm a huge sports guy as well. I'm yeah. Well, I mean, that's people... fine.
1: You're a sports nerd as well. <laughs> Correct. And and
0: where, where did I get that? I remember the first bit of it was NBA inside stuff with Ahmad Rashad. And that was kind of the show that you knew cartoons were over. If you watched, you know, like me, uh, we had an antenna growing up, so you know, you watched Channel Seven, you watched the ABC block of cartoons that came on at like six in the morning and went till you know ten thirty or eleven, and then NBA Inside Stuff came on with Ahmad Rashad. I loved that show because that was back in the day when the NBA was awesome for me. Um, You know, we still had Magic Johnson. We had Larry Bird. Michael Jordan was just coming into his own. You had Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley, and Ahmad Rashad presented that stuff to you in such a fun way that even if you weren't a sports person, you could watch it and be entertained and – you know they would have segments where they interviewed people and they would pull jokes on each other and it was just really good stuff and I, I loved NBA Inside stuff. Did did you ever check it out?
1: Yeah, you know I wasn't the I wasn't the sports guy. I mean, like in our day, what was the everybody watched uh, the Chicago Bulls. I mean, it just yes. you you knew who everybody on that team was if you didn't know anything. You knew who the Chicago Bulls were. Um, You knew, like, I could tell you who, you know, Larry Bird played for. I could tell you who Wayne Gretzky played for back in the day. That's the kind of sports fan I was. I didn't get into the enjoyment of sports until I was an adult, besides, like, the Mets. I have a nostalgic thing for the Mets, watching them in the World Series. But other than that, not not my cup of tea. Um, right, but my cup of tea was my cartoon, which is actually a cartoon, which is related to the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you have more to say about yours? I completely tried to roll. Absolutely in. not. I, I I like it, man. Keep it flowing. Okay, okay. let's go okay, with it. Get it. Yeah, mine was at Saturday Supercade, and this was a block of cartoons put together. Of the games from your Atari, it it had uh, Donkey Kong was a section. Uh, 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 Donkey Kong Junior, Pac Man. I'm trying to think. Uh, Adventure, (laughs) like the guy you know from uh, you know you jump over the crocodiles and stuff like that.
0: Pitfall. Pitfall. Yeah. Pitfall.
1: And it had it had a bunch of. um, It had a great theme song. Uh, that was just catchy as hell. I I remember it to this day. Uh, it it, it was the precursor to like Captain in the Game Master, you know, for Nintendo, oh, yes. but but it had that I, same I, kind I, of mean. same kind of feeling. And it had Mario on there, of course. Um, and it was real fun. Look that up on on YouTube, and you'll 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 understand the catchiness of the theme song I'm talking about. But that was ah, that was really great. And then. Of course roll rolled after that was like Pole Position, which was not based on the game actually, but you didn't know that as a kid. Uh they, they were banking. <laughs> the name wasn't copyrighted, so this company made a video game or made a cartoon called Pole Position that played off of the popularity of the game. And you got so many other so much other stuff like that that was really great on Saturday morning.
0: Absolutely. Um As we move right along, we go to Have You Seen It? And Ricky, I honestly don't know how you're going to answer this. Uh, Have you seen Donnie Darko?
1: Well, seeing as how you bought it for me, I better have.
0: (laughs) Okay, that's good. I I don't remember when I did that, but I'm glad I did it because it is a great movie. Uh, 2001's. Donnie Darko directed by Richard Kelly written by Richard Kelly uh, starring Maggie and Jake Gyllenhaal which it's an odd movie um, that I I really enjoy in which Jake Gyllenhaal avoids death in a certain way because he has sleepwalking issues and when he avoids death When a plane crashes into his bedroom or a plane engine crashes into his bedroom, he starts getting visits from a rabbit or a guy in a rabbit suit. And it's just a very strange movie. Um, I I have a tag that I don't have on with me right now. It's in my backpack, but it has the, you know. I used to have it memorized, but it's been so many years. How many days? And he, the rabbit, keeps telling him the world is going to end in so many days, so many minutes, so many seconds. You know, and I just—it's a strange movie. But if you like strange movies, you need to check out Donnie Darko. Uh, it used to be on repeat in my house for the longest time. I, I just really enjoyed that movie. What do you want us to see this week?
1: Well, mine is a little different.
0: <laughs> I I started to say that because I don't know what you wrote. I, I see it. I can read it, but I don't know what it is.
1: Mine is a little movie called Ricky O, The Story of Ricky. And this is was... Is this self-produced? No, Did you make it? no, 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 <laughs> no. This is... <laughs> A movie uh, I saw clips of very early YouTube. Like, one of the first things you see on YouTube, because YouTube hasn't been around forever, guys. <laughs> YouTube's been around since, like, yeah. 2005? Maybe. Maybe? Um, and one of the first things I saw was a clip from Ricky O. And I, it's it's a Asian movie. It's dubbed, but... Oh my gosh! Is this an enjoyable fest of just crap? It is. It is amazingly good and bad at the same time. And it's it's awesome. it's the story is like of course a uh, a young martial uh buff martial arts guy gets framed for killing his girlfriend, ends up in jail, has to fight his way through jail. There's a corrupt. Um, Uh, warden that he has to fight, but it's like whenever I talked about Fist of the North Star, but live action craziness, like one of the first clips, and you just have to go watch this. This is something you have to see. I'll describe one clip, and I watched it again today just for the enjoyment of how fun it is. Um, there's a like there's two Japanese guys. One is dubbed named Ricky. The other one is named Oscar. And of course, there's a Oscar has crucified a, uh, one of Ricky's friends in the middle of this uh, prison yard. And they're gonna fight to the death. And he's got a knife. And he throws glass in Ricky's eyes. And his eyes are bleeding. And he. Stabs him in the arm and cuts and severs a tendon. I mean, and 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 the the um, uh, practical effects are are really really great. He severs a tendon. He's got this knife. Well, he Ricky like hits him in the back of the head so hard an eyeball pops out. Crow flies down and eats the guy's eyeball. And while the guy is like, Ugh, while he's stunned from losing his eyeball. Uh, Ricky takes you stunned him you stunned him and Ricky takes and ties his own tendons together with, with his teeth and his and his other hand and then uh, uh, and then he's like I'm, oh I'm better and like his eyes have stopped bleeding and he just fights him again and like uh, so he he like fights Oscar again and picks him up and throws him and then when he throws him in midair he punches him and crushes his skull in midair. Oh my god! This movie is, is something to see. Watch Ricky-O. and it's on YouTube. The entire thing. I mean, there is people in meat grinders, people losing half their face, uh, heads coming off, uh, people uh, like uh, it's just it is a gore fest of horrible overdubbed funny just watch it It, you can't believe it's a real movie but it is great it is absolutely great you must you must see this sometime
0: yes i will i I promise you i will i will um and that moves us to don't see it Mm. and this week i you know i want to hear yours first because I want to know you just specify what you're talking about. Because just just what don't you need people to see this week, right?
1: What you don't need to see is the '70s Doctor Strange TV movie. Doctor Strange is a psychologist, and Morgan Le Fay is the person he's fighting. Okay,
0: so I, like the I age, the this.
1: ancient one is this old guy, just this old white guy. <laughs> cause okay. Because everybody in the '70s were were white people on TV, apparently. <laughs> but anyway, it's it's very very bad. I mean, it's just bad. I mean, he's wearing like a very '70s collared. I mean, like the Eye of Agamotto is just a necklace. The nice. He has no cape. Um, it, it's bad. Would, would you it's rather bad? What?
0: Would you rather watch it or the Richard Gorman Captain America?
1: Uh, the Captain America. Oh, my God.
0: It's bad, then. It's real bad. It's, bad. it's so bad. Oh, my goodness. I've never seen this, but the fact that you said it's that bad is bad.
1: It's bad. It's bad.
0: Um, mine this week is Jaws 4 The Revenge.
1: Now... I have a great memory of uh, the the bow of the ship just plunging into the shark's head. But other than that, right. I, don't, I don't remember anything about the movie.
0: Right. Well, it's just so bad because I, I believe that somebody probably, you know, Bill Cosby'd Michael Caine into doing this movie. Because why in the world would Michael Caine do this movie? He's such a good actor. And, uh... This is such a horrible movie, but like I guess the mom starts having a psychic connection with Jaws the shark, and he follows them to the Caribbean because what they were in New York, correct?
1: Oh yeah, the, yeah, the 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 no, the beach community where they were, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You
0: know, it, it's it's in the Northeast, I believe. I don't remember exactly, but anyway, they go to the Caribbean, and lo and behold, Jaws followed them, and uh, it's just a god-awful movie, man. The acting is horrible. The story was even worse.
1: Now, have you seen seen
0: Jaws 3D, sir? Because... Look, I would much rather watch Jaws 3D than watch Jaws 4. Jaws 4 is terrible. Like, it is horrible, man. I, I just can't. I just can't. The The other day, it's it probably been, I don't know, three or four months ago, I, uh, I was flipping channels on Sling TV and there's a TBS and lo and behold, TBS is playing a Jaws movie. I, I feel like TBS has, you know, a, a set schedule where they have to play a Jaws movie every so often and... I don't know why, but I was the only one at the house. And I was like, yeah, I'll just put Jaws on while I'm cleaning the house. Nope, couldn't do it. Terrible movie. Just, oh, you do not need to see Jaws 4. If you have seen Jaws 4, I'm sorry. But does not need to be seen by people.
1: (laughs) Maybe by sharks, but not people.
0: This is correct. And that note, dude, it wraps up. Our episode. Last week, we're sorry, we lost footage. Footage. We footage. lost audio. Yeah, we lost
1: all the footage. I'm sorry about that. It's yeah, uh, It's footage. gone. It's, it's definitely a
0: lost footage episode. Uh, we lost uh, a lot of our audio, and so it was super short. Well, don't worry. We, we got it back to you this week. You, uh, you definitely have a packed full episode, and uh, it's just... It just gets better each week, man. Like I'm already excited about next week's Christmas episode because I've already got the wheels of turning about things we're going to talk about and other stories that I've already planned that I was like, yeah, I'm not going to put that off this week. I'm going to put it off for next week, and it's going to be great. I'm excited for it. I have nothing else other than to say you can find both of us on Twitter at Not so Southern g's. You can find me on Twitter at Mater98. I'm sorry that I haven't been so active on social media lately. I'm usually way more active. It's just this time of year. I'm sure everybody listening knows what I'm talking about. Things get busy. Life gets a little hectic, even though it's enjoyable time of year. Rick, where can they find you?
1: Well, you can find me, at Ricky Westbrook, on Twitter. You can search Not-So-Southern Gentlemen on Facebook. You can now search us on YouTube as well. Um, We got Stitcher up in here. We got iTunes. We got wherever you want to be. We're probably there. That's
0: right. So, for Not-So-Southern Gentlemen, I'm Sean.
1: And I still should be Ricky.
0: And let me just say, Casey Jones did it first, Negan.